1: Or do you work with a broker that's earning commissions? If you'd like to talk about it, make sure you give me a call for your free consultation. 800-727-PLAN. 800-727-7526. I'm the retirement professor, Marty Schneider. 800-727-PLAN.
0: Streaming now at TheAnswerSanDiego.com and Radio.com. Welcome to the Andrea Kay Show. She's blonde, 5'2, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea Kay. I'm, TNT. I'm dynamite.
2: TNT. And i win the fight! TNT. I'm a power.
3: It's Hump Day. It's not just Hump Day as we're rolling into the end of a week, babies. It is Hump Day towards the end of a year. We thank will. Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. We will be doing a show tomorrow night live on New Year's Eve. Yes, we will. I might even have my man here, make him wear a festive hat and make him come around and actually show his face on camera. We're going to be live. We're going to be doing a, some of the traditional topics tomorrow night, like do you have a New Year's resolution? Um, And then we're going to try to bring in some little different flavors in terms of uh, rolling, finishing up the year. Maybe some top stories uh, that nobody's forgotten about that aren't political. Maybe some important pop culture stories. So hopefully if you've got nothing better to do tomorrow night, since you've got a curfew, they're telling you to stay indoors. There's no restaurants open nowhere to go. You can uh, pick up your glass of champers and tune in tomorrow night and be prepared to call 888 344 1170. That's the same number you can call tonight. I don't know if you want to weigh in. Here's all the hot topics in no particular order of importance. We've got Mitch McConnell who's saying there's just no pathway to give you Americans any, any additional boost of money. He's just going to have to give it all away to foreign people. We've got Josh Hawley got attacked by Walmart today. That got really ugly, really fast. We got to talk about that. Uh, There's the new strain. you all hear about the new strain of coronavirus. Suddenly, magically... It showed up in, in San Diego. We're gonna talk about that and, and how real of a story that is and and what's really behind that story, what you need to know about that. Bob Walters is here. He will resume his normal Friday night position once we get past the holidays. Uh he likes to end the week uh help us end the week strong here with doing his education segments. And uh he will be with us tonight at the bottom half of the hour. And you know, we'll make we'll make room for your calls tonight. 888-344-1170. A lot of criticisms of president trump and the trump administration here obama llama ding dong 60 million americans got the h1n1 flu right I, you know 14 17 000, I, I, I don't even know that they bothered to track how many americans died from that out of 60 million they got lucky that more didn't die from it they never even bothered to even try to get a vaccination for that right president trump defied the odds they said he couldn't do it Produce a vaccine. And yes, it was done under his leadership. Couldn't happen under anybody else's because he used the force of the private enterprise system to make it happen. Now the big the big criticism of his him is that the vaccinations aren't rolling out early enough or quick enough. Um, Are you going to take it? Are you in line for it? Are you uh, are you worried at all? As Australia came out today, and Canada came out today, and said you're not coming to our countries unless you've proven that you've taken the vaccine. 888-344-1170. Follow me on Twitter at Andrea K Show. I'm I'm starting to get into parlor. I'm there at Andrea K. We are currently streaming on Facebook right now at the Answer San Diego, as well as our private little group Kaniacs, K A Y E. N-I-A-C-S. Joining me now, as always, my man, DJ Potato Skins. Three things. First of all, I am not taking the
2: vaccine, nor w- will I ever. Two, DJ, DJ, Skin. DJ Potato, Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins.
0: did not come this far to overcome this much and fight this hard, only to surrender our country back to the depraved Washington swap.
2: Well said, Mr. President. And three... This is Potato Claws here, wishing the Andrea Kay Show and all of her many listeners across the lands a very
3: Merry Christmas. <laughs>
2: a little late, but that was from Santa, and I promised him I'd play that on the air.
3: Well, well done. Well well done with the use of technology there. OK, so Mitch McConnell, um, President Trump, y'all know the story where this came about um, nine months seven to nine months later... The I don't near, know what he
2: thinks he's doing.
3: Well, yeah, we're talking about Mitch McConnell. I mean, how long? These shutdowns should have never happened in the first place. But if you're going to shut down, take people's jobs away from them as the government, then you need to... Give them some money. I, I never liked the plan for that. I don't even like saying that. There was never any justification for shutting down businesses. It should have never happened. Even after it happened initially, I think that Trump should have admitted it was a mistake and not, and not extended it past Easter because you can, you can never expect to get the power back. And when, and then, and then you've got the Democrats maximizing and exploiting the situation for power as Americans struggled for seven months. After the first relief bill didn't do anything to provide relief for for most businesses. We've been waiting for seven months to get more relief. It, It came in the form of a gargantuan monstrosity of a spending bill that gave, that literally was taking... Because y'all know the deal, there's no the U.S. government has no money. They don't make anything. They they have to take money away from you to give it back to you, or they've got to borrow money and then give it back to you, as well as not just give you whatever crumbs they're throwing out, but give you the debt on your back. Right. So this bill was basically, in essence, taking twenty seven hundred dollars from you and then giving you back $600. President Trump says, and and then that where the $2700 went, you only got six, where did that $2100 go from each person? It went to Pakistan and you you know the rest. So Trump says, I want $2000 for Americans. Ilhan Omar. Today Mitch McConnell is saying there's no path to get the Americans the $2000. Ilhan Omar said last week, there was never a reason to include the spending crap with the relief, if President Trump wants to give two thousand dollars to Americans, let's just send him nothing else. Uh, keep the, the spending separate, and send him something that he can sign, giving two two thousand dollars to each American. And we had Republicans suddenly becoming deficit hawks. What there is no, there's no path. Mitch McConnell says there was there was reports today coming out from congressional. Uh, um, Congresswoman-elect out of Georgia saying that Mitch McConnell was literally working behind the scenes, she had heard, working behind the scenes with Nancy Pelosi to come up with a rules change that would stop anybody uh, from Pelosi in charge of the House, McConnell in charge of the Senate, to stop either members from either House from blocking the certification of the electoral votes next week. Oh, good grief. This man is an absolute traitor. He's an absolute traitor. And and if you're in the state of Kentucky, you must, you must primary this man. He needs to be yanked out of the Senate in a bloodbath of a primary. This is absolutely outrageous. I don't want any money going to the American people. Quite frankly, we need, we need to get businesses back reopened. I don't, I'm not going to get into what congressional, uh, Congressman-elect passed from coronavirus. I don't care that Dr. Drew has coronavirus. I'm not interested. It is not breaking news to me when an 82-year-old has-been actress dies from coronavirus. Breaking news. The number one cause of death for people in their 80s is pneumonia. It is a virus. You get into your 80s, you're on borrowed time. I said from the jump, tell me the number. What is the acceptable number of Americans dying so that we can not destroy the lives of 330 million Americans? Oh, Andrea, how can you ask that question? Because the government cannot keep you from dying. You understand that, right? They can't. There's a risk assessment that has to be done individually and as a government. And if you're going to go along with the shutdowns, if you're going to go along with government trying to do all these public health stuff, you have to be honest and say, at, at what point is it an acceptable number of loss? Because we have to keep this economy going because more people are dying as a result of these shutdowns than they are from coronavirus. And now we hear reports. Now we hear reports in San Diego, breaking news in San Diego today, that the new strain of coronavirus has shown up in San Diego. You want to tell me how they know you uh, that, that that new strain is here? We just got reports of this new strain from the UK last week. And you mean to tell me that you that you that you're going to convince me that you've already updated the test here to test for that particular little cell, that particular strain. And then on top of it, I'm supposed to believe you automatically when you tell me how contagious it is. The reports of how contagious it was supposed to be on the first strain was grossly overstated. Remember, they 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 told us how contagious it was and I said from the jump, it cannot be as contagious as they're saying it is and as deadly as they're saying it is because the numbers aren't bearing out. It can't be both. Either it's not as contagious as they're saying and it's more deadly? Or it's or it's very contagious and it's not as deadly. It couldn't be both because the numbers didn't add up. And now Zero Hedge did an article today basically pulling an interview from local radio host Carl DeMaio on KUSI in which Carl DeMaio had done some research and pointed out. And the Zero Hedge article said, um, you know, where where'd the flu go? Carl DeMaio was on KUSI had tip to Carl for this. He said he did some digging and, and I've been talking. I, I'm somebody, don't tell me that Andrea doesn't believe that viruses are real because I'm somebody that did flu segments every year. I'm somebody that year after year after year would remind people that this flu is real, wash your hands, stay away from people when you're sick. And no, but so you can't accuse me of being somebody that, that doesn't believe that viruses are real. And so I've been, and, and so I've been talking about where's this flu gone? Where suddenly we're not hearing anything about the flu. So Zero Hedge did an article today talking about um, where where did the flu go and used an interview with Carl. And what Carl DeMaio said was, get this, San Diego County, which is obligated to report the number of flu cases every year, has recorded guess how many flu cases so far this year, DJ Potato Skins?
2: I'm not going to venture a guess, but um, I'm going to guess it's a lot more than coronavirus.
3: Well, actually, we have had, they've reported this year, 36 cases of the flu. At this time last year, there would have been 17,000 in San Diego County. So all of this, all this new um, horrible situation that California's in and all the case count, and oh my gosh, the emergency rooms. Um, I think what we're looking at is this this surge of coronavirus is really the flu. There's no other way around. You cannot have globally around the world suddenly no flu.
2: A lot of the symptoms are the same.
3: Well, of, of course of course they are. In fact, what happened in Italy was they had a flu epidemic of people in their 80s, and they put the people with the flu in the same area with the people with coronavirus, and they stopped testing and, and, and weren't even testing anymore, and just assuming that, that these same people um, that had been there with the flu, sure. they, they just started labeling everybody as a coronavirus death. When the reality was, is that they had a flu epidemic to begin with.
2: And some of that's happened here. That If someone ha- even has corona in their system, it doesn't matter what other things are going on. They're labeling it that the death is because of coronavirus.
3: We had a man that fell off a ladder that was late and died and labeled as a coronavirus death. We've had motorcycle people who died in a motorcycle crash because the test was done, uh, died uh, of coronavirus. One of the things that Carl pointed out, which was true, um, was... Uh, that he, he 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 thinks that we need to have an audit because he's saying that and and he didn't go as far as I am to he he didn't want to um, propagate any theories as to why the numbers might not be adding up. I'm going to say it. They're doing this for power because they because if 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 they were to tell the truth to Californians that half the people in the hospitals right now are the flu and not coronavirus, would anybody be willing to be continue to allow their business to be shut down? No, of course Almost not. Nobody. Almost nobody would. They're they're getting billions of dollars from the federal government right now for coronavirus relief. They're getting they're they're the the Democrat Party is benefiting from the coronavirus. Hospitals are still getting money for coronavirus deaths that they wouldn't get if they were if they were labeled as, as flu cases.
2: And in case your listeners don't know, our listeners don't know, Andrea, Newsom's already said come January, guess what? Stay shut down.
3: Exactly. Todd Gloria has come out, new mayor. Sign an executive order for enforcement to keep businesses shut down over New Year's and and throughout the holiday. This is nothing but a power grab. And I agree with Carl DeMaio. Hat tip for him. Uh, He's requesting an audit. And the audit needs to be done of the numbers, needs to be done by citizens. We don't want any more of what's going on in Georgia to where the same people in in charge of the fraud, you know, are overseeing it. So I'm going to talk real quick about Georgia uh, and what, what, what happened today before I take a break. I know I'm well past the point of a break. I didn't get to watch all of it today, but here's the high points of what happened in Georgia. There is absolutely no question the extent of the fraud in Georgia alone was breathtaking. And in the Dominion machines got hacked in real time during the hearings today. And on top of it, Rudy Giuliani pointed out the fact that this is not just a case of gargantuan fraud from an election standpoint in the state of Georgia, but even worse is the fact that this is now a story of a cover up. And it's a cover up by the Republican Party as they have done everything that they could from the Republican governor to his lieutenant governor to his secretary of state and Grant Sterling, who's the head of the elections to hide the fraud that took place. Those electors should not be, those results in Georgia should not be certified.
2: Shame on them all.
3: Shame on them all. Just like Pennsylvania, where they literally certified results of 200,000 more votes than they even have registered voters in the state of Pennsylvania. A lawsuit was filed against Pence. By Louis Gomert and others, there's a report came out. I'm not an attorney today that I guess Louis Gomert's attorneys talked to Pence's attorneys and the um, the implications from the stories that Pence is not. I said last night I didn't necessarily I don't you know, if if it's got to come down to Pence, I don't I, 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 I am not confident that Pence will do the right thing. Uh, The the article that came out today, the implication is, is that Pence attorneys and what went on in the meeting um, gives the implication that Pence is not on board with taking Scott Rasmussen's tweet uh, tweeted advice yesterday in terms of don't open the envelopes that come from the seven contested states and refuse to open those envelopes and count those votes from the electoral states. Mike Pence absolutely can do that as president of the Senate and vice president of the United States. So we have and one path. he's going to do it. We'll have to see. Um, because Josh Hawley has said that he's going to contest it. We're going to take a break, talk about that story when we get back and more. 888-344-1170. Be sure to follow
0: Andrew. Twitter At Andrea K. Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Kay, spelled K A Y E.
2: A K, dynamite and address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego.
3: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Quoting from Rudy Giuliani today. Let me, in Georgia, let me conclude by saying our founding fathers miraculously probably envisioned everything that would happen to us. They even envisioned this, a disputed election, cheating, stealing, and they made a choice. They made a choice of where to put the responsibility in a difficult situation like that. Article 1, Section 2 of the Constitution puts the responsibility right here in the legislatures of the, of, the, of the several states. You are responsible for the selection of the electors, not the governor, not your secretary of state, who is covering up everything that he can cover up, not anybody else but you. It's your power. It doesn't come from the state constitution. It comes from the United United States Constitution. You are not subjected to needing a special session. The governor has no right really to interfere. He has no right to call a special session or not call a special session. The Constitution has taken him out of the process. The Constitution put the power in the state legislature so strong that you can take that power back right up to the last moment. You can take it back two minutes before the electoral votes are counted because ultimately it's your responsibility. You delegated it to them in the first place. And if you feel they're exercising it improperly, it is your obligation to stop them from doing it. And you know they exercised it improperly. You know that. You've got so much evidence out there. There are 10 ways to demonstrate it. There are 10 ways to demonstrate this election was stolen, that the votes were phony, that there were a lot of them dead people, felons, phony ballots, phony mail-in ballots. How is it that in every single Republican county, he goes on to talk about uh, some statistical regulations, and then he goes on to say, It's a question of courage. It's ultimately a question of courage. Do you have the courage to stand up to the obligation of the Constitution of the United States put on you to save our people from fraud, to save the reputation of the state of Georgia from in history certifying a phony vote that led to the wrong result of an election, which will be the verdict of history? Or do you have the courage to put up with what what's going on if you, in fact, change the certification and do the right thing? You'll be attacked. You'll be pilloried. You'll be described in all sorts of horrible ways, but you'll be able to wake up the next morning and look in the mirror and say, I did the right thing. And that's what you should be about in public office. Not worried about what other people say, but what you did. And I'll tell you another thing. Your decision will stand the test of history because this is going to be proven even worse than it is now, and it's pretty bad. So I implore you, hold the session, take a vote, do the right thing, and forget the criticism. I'm almost done. You know what the right thing to do is. You've seen the evidence. You know what the law is, and I implore you to do the right thing. Not necessarily for President Trump. Now it really has become bigger than that for the American people. And so this stops right now. No more of this stuff in America. This is the stuff you do in third world country. You let them get away with this and it can get much worse. And I can't say enough about your courage. You, Mr. Chairman, and the other members of the committee and doing what a lot of others are afraid to do. And I thank you on behalf of my client and on behalf of the United States. Wow. Wow. I felt it was important to read all that because that's what every state legislator, every person in these, every one of these uh, contested states where theft took place, they're Republicans. If you don't have the courage to do your job, get out. That goes for Mitch McConnell. It goes for. Um, and, and by the way, in Georgia, I think there's 30 something uh, Republican. I think there's only 12, according to uh, a reporter I heard today, uh, who's uh, he's out of Georgia. He said, I think there's something like 12, somewhere between 12 and 20 Republicans that are willing um, to push back. And I heard 12 and, as well. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, but there's still, I think, 30 others that are refusing and he's going to publish their names. John Frederick for him. He's going to publish their names. And that's what we've got to do. This is this is enough. Enough's enough. I am so sick of you yellow bellied conservatives and Republicans. And I'll tell you something else. If I hear another conservative, quote, conservative doing media complaining about saying that, you know, gee, um, like I heard one today. Um, saying today, well, the problem with Gavin Newsom is that he's just he's the way he's implementing the shutdowns and dealing with the public health crisis is the problem. No, there is no justification under the Constitution that allows a Democrat governor to seize control of businesses and shut them down at whim. There is no justification for it. I'm tired of conservatives doing that. Trying to, You're not a conservative if, if that's your argument. You're not a conservative if, if your argument is to debate. I talked about this last night, to debate the minutia. Well, Florida doesn't have as many bad cases. And see, they're only quasi-shutdown. That Ron DeSantis, he's a hero down there because he doesn't have quite as many shutdown restrictions. No, he's a hero, period. Well, he is, you know, compared to the rest, but there's still there's still um, regulations and shutdown crap in Florida that shouldn't even necessarily be. There is no justification under the Constitution for any of this. I posted a video on Facebook that showed a man that was followed home by a cop because he wouldn't wear a mask in a store. Let that sink in a moment where we're at. And these conservatives that I'm seeing going on Newsmax and going on these different places, you know, they're they're basically I talked about this last night. I, I you know, I'm I feel like I'm once again, I am known you know, me and Karen Catalina, the only ones continuing to push back on the mask and the six foot distancing. But as long as conservatives still act as though that there is some justification for all these regulations of masks, six foot distancing, outdoor dining and and all this kind of stuff. You're you're no better to me than a Democrat.
2: You and I Andrea, we listen to a lot of media, and I, I I've tried to really find places that agree with what you what what Karen says, what you say, what I say, and we are solo voices out there in in the area.
3: well, we are We're not going to beat the Democrats by uh, uh, and we should have learned this lesson a long time ago with playing Democrat light um you know and the Repu- this is what the Republican party does they they um they play Democrat light and that's what they're doing with coronavirus. I don't want to ever hear from a from a conservative anything that has to do with support of any of these regulations that has to that has to do with if you don't feel safe don't go, don't leave your Stay home. Stay home. Stay home. Don't leave your don't leave your home. There's no justification For any governor anywhere to be seizing control of businesses. And where is the conservative legal eagle who wants a pat on the back for being a hero? Where is the lawsuit against the mask and and six, six foot distancing? Come back to me when you want to do that. Because that's the original sin. And as long as that continues, we're not a free nation.
2: And there's no plans for them to give it up. There's
3: no plans for them to give it up. We know, the va- we know that we know that that no matter how many doses of the vaccine you get, there's no plans to give that up. They're already ta- they're already talking about that, and as long as and and that is the ultimate um, tool of control is the mass and the six foot distancing. I'm going to take a break when I come back we got to bring Bob Walters in. There's breaking news going on with the schools. Gavin Newsom says he's got a plan now to get kids back in school in February. Well, wait a second. We got more people supposedly in the hospital now and more people with it now, and you got the kids going back in school in February, but you couldn't in July? That and more coming when we come back.
0: Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K, Kay, Spelled K-A-Y-E.
2: A.K., Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego.
3: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Glad to have you guys here with me tomorrow night we will be live doing our new year's eve edition here yeah 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 so uh, be sure if you don't have any better plans what else you gonna do right because you're not allowed to go anywhere so tune in tomorrow night I may uh, have my own uh, resolution for New Year to share. We'll have some other topics. We're going to have some fun tomorrow night. Always fun for me is to have my buddy Bob Walters with me, even though he makes me crazy with his stories of what's going on around (laughs) the schools. He usually sometimes has some good news for us, and he joins me now. Oh, and he's got a book coming out, by the way, so he's going to tell us about that in a little bit. Um, Hello, Bob Walters. Welcome back.
1: Thank you. Good to be here.
3: Um, Do you do a New Year's resolution?
1: Uh just that I have a better life next year than I did this year.
3: Well, that <laughs> that's a <laughs> <my> good resolution.
1: <laughs> my hope.
3: Well, that's as good as any. You know, it's like ultimately, if it's not like an actual goal with like documented ways to achieve it, then yeah. you know, it's not really. Uh, there's a reason why, if you don't really have an action plan attached to it, there's a reason why the gym memberships end up, you know, kind of going <laughs> unused. Um, Anyway, uh, well, my New Year's resolution is just uh, to to have more fun next year than I did this year. I'll just keep it loose and say that. So what you you got for us this week, my friend? Well, I got a couple
1: of points of good news so far as things heading in the right direction, Mm. maybe.
3: Okay.
1: Uh, One is a Vegas mom sues Nevada Charter School for forcing her son to accept racist anti-white theories in order to pass his class. She's black and her son is biracial. The son was uncomfortable with his identity as a biracial and Christian being criticized. He was then suspended for being a racist in the school and is no longer allowed to graduate. (gasps) She's suing the school, this charter. And this is a charter school, not a public school. Wow. That's how bad it's joining through. Yeah, I school. actually.
3: Yeah, I had a friend that that I uh, got together with in the last week or so. I'm going to keep her her name anonymous, but she had to pull her kid out of a charter school, which you know the idea was the charter schools are supposed to be so much better and and be more immune from this kind of stuff. Um, but she had she had a teacher try to indoctrinate her second grader into some really scary stuff, and actually found that the public school was actually better than the charter school. In oh her area, God. less it, less indoctrination. So it's you've got to make sure you know. This is one of the reasons why Bob does these segments. It's it's about making you aware of what's going on. You've got to then get active as a parent. Make sure you know what the curriculum is going on in in your kid's day and what they're being taught, and do something about it. Whether it's yanking your kid, bringing them home, putting them in a new school, going to a school board meeting, we got to get active.
1: That's right. There's no shortcut. Right. Well, another good point is uh, the Freedom Center. Run by David Horowitz, got legislators to introduce a bill in Virginia that would establish a code of ethics and professional responsibility. It would forbid teachers from putting their own views in the classroom to the students.
3: Here, here. At passed,
1: but they, at least it's, be, it's being considered right now.
3: Well, that's the way it should be. There should be, you know, teachers' personal opinions should be completely kept out of it, hundred percent,
1: absolutely, yeah, hundred percent. Well, we got some college crazies. Of course, you do. I'll get, the, I'll get the most outrageous one to begin with. Okay. Tulare University offers now a feminine, fem, feminism in Trumplania course. An English <laughs> professor offered the course in wake of the president's quote ravages of assaults on women, such as the nomination of Supreme Court Justice Amy Barrett. Are you, are you kidding me?
3: So his nomination of a woman is a ravage against women? Yeah. It's just Unbelievable! <laughs> Potato skins is scratching his head. He's like, he's, he. I don't, I, it's gotten so insane; it's hard to even understand where they're at, Bob Walton. It is
1: really. It just makes your head spin.
3: Feminism, yeah. but it's called feminism in Trump landia, of course.
1: Yes, yes. Wow. Tulare University. Okay. Uh, UCLA announced that their foundation will provide one million dollar to cancelor, uh, chancellors. Blue and Gold Scholarship Fund, which supports UCLA students from underserved high schools. I don't know what that means, underserved high schools. But
3: Well, that supposedly anyway. means that's another way of saying the poor kids from the poor neighborhoods. <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> An additional $1 million is going to the Black Alumni Association to expand efforts to recruit more black students. The group also has been given $3.4 million since 2007 to 700 black students. This helps them choose UCLA versus other top universities that are giving even more generous financial aid packages to enhance their minority registration.
3: I think Asian students need to sue them like they did Harvard and, and yeah. white, white kids should. This is, this is racism, uh, institutional systemic racism.
1: This is the racism that they're yelling about. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, anyway, then we got UCI more in here in California. Study reveals experiences of undocumented students across California. During the pandemic, 72% felt they needed to see a professional therapist to deal with their mental health, emotions and nerves. So the college college system is exploring how to develop the millions of dollars needed to hire 2000 uh, Therapists to help these <laughs> undocumented students, illegal aliens, uh, deal with their mental health and emotions.
3: See, I'll do it for cheap. Okay, I'll do it for free. Here's here's <laughs> what y'all need to do. Is this UC Irvine? Here's what y'all need to do up there at UC Irvine. You tell these illegals if they're so distraught that they might get deported or whatever it is is bugging them, they're free to self-deport themselves back to the country from which they broke into our, from which they are now trespassing.
1: Yeah, free trip. Yeah. Yeah. Students at University of Oregon are attempting to remove the college Republicans from the campus. Why? Because they attended a Stop the Steal rally supporting uh, Donald Trump.
3: Now, at this Stop the Steal rally, did any of these Republicans um, burn down a business? Did they tear down statues? Did they throw cement milkshakes at anybody?
1: No, they just made the sin of supporting... uh, Donald Trump and, therefore, the liberals and the students at the University of Oregon, which is a very liberal institution, are getting one of them thrown off campus.
3: Wow. (laughs) Simply the the persecution for uh, political opposition is all it is. Yeah, it is. This is really scary, really scary. Well,
1: uh, UTLA, the Los Angeles School District Union, Uh has reissued their demand that no school opens until police are defunded, universal health care exists, and other radical green initiative ideas. Nothing to do with teacher quality, just socialism using money taken from the teachers out of their payroll dues. That is sad.
3: It's really sad. We've got child abuse going on in the form of uh, directly and indirectly in the form of what's going on with these Democrats exploiting the coronavirus for power, and this is absolutely despicable And if you are a teacher that supports this, you know, shame on you so much. I agree. This is just this is absolutely despicable. You know that we've got, you know, so many and it makes me angry at the Republican Party, Bob, too, because I'm not hearing, you know, Mitch McConnell. You know, I don't even like the debate with between Republicans and Democrats right now about how much money to give Americans. We just we need to stop these shutdowns and this lockdown ridiculousness. Because yeah, and they're paying and,
1: these teachers full time, payroll with no deduction and no, just I don't know, no control.
3: Right, and these teachers are basically putting a gun to the heads of you know the these unions are putting the guns to the head of of. Um, the, local,
1: the, the local citizens.
3: Yeah. yeah. Well, well, the citizens or the elected officials basically saying, you know, um, give us what we want or we're just we're going to not play ball. It's you know, it's their or unions are organized crime to me. That's all they are. They're organized crime syndicates. Well, in
1: Chicago, it's quite the different. The union there stated on December 6th that the push to open schools is rooted in sexism, racism and misogamy. <laughs> Odd position <laughs> for a school district that is seventy-two percent black and Hispanic. Unbelievable.
3: Yeah, the, and
1: mystery and, of it all. Just, and,
3: right, and you're the only one doing these stories that I'm that I'm hearing of. Occasionally, there'll be some big story, like the white girl that got take got. Um, The Jimmy Galligan kept this girl's Snapchat video and for years and used it against her. So she, so she lost out at Tennessee. You'll hear a story like that make the mainstream news, but nobody is doing a compilation like you are every week across the country of what's going on in our schools, showing the extent of the indoctrination, the extent of the power play that these unions are pulling. Um, as a way to hold hostage the taxpayers and the schools d- districts and, and the and the kids, and you know and I'm and and it's so important because this is really the main battleground for where. Our, the battle for our country is the battle you know biden said that this election was about the the fight for the soul of a nation it is but the real battleground the front lines is going on in our schools because they've already over the past decades have already done a good job of churning out these little socialists for the states they've already indoctrinated them churned out these snowflakes that can't stand to hear anybody's opposing viewpoint that are happy to to uh end up in a country that's like Venezuela-style venezuela, venezuela style socialism. They're happy to sign their names on to uh, hate crimes, uh, hate speech legislation that su- subjects people to being thrown in jail for words that they speak. They're happy to have a government decide when they can go to b- open their business or not.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's, terrible. And it's
3: And it's terrible.
1: Yep. Locally in San Diego, school officials believe the practice of grading students based on average scores is racist. This is your local school district. (laughs) Students will receive better letter grades but won't reflect an average of their papers, quizzes, etc. And students will not be penalized for not showing up for their virtual classes or completing their assignments. Anti-racism, quote-unquote, demands a learning environment free of the pressure to turn in assignments on time. (laughs) That's a good lesson for these people when they grow up as adults. Up to this point 7% of the whites failed, 23% of the native americans failed, 23% of the hispanics failed and 20% of the black students. But they took the action so their feelings are not a failure are mitigated and they won't be hurt in their in their feelings of themselves. But this is a wrong lesson to give people, kids, when they grow up to be adults that think they can get away with this kind of stuff.
3: Well, yeah, that's part of uh, the the structure that's going on in the schools is is about character development. It's about um, it, it's about it. it emotional development and having to meet deadlines and having to have that pressure that the test is Tuesday and you got to do your studying or you've got the you've got the book report that's due by a certain time and you've got to get you these are all life lessons this is all a part of it's not just about can you can you you know multiply and do fractions it's also is about developing your brain and getting you prepared to go out into adulthood and be able to face the challenges of life it's conditioning yeah. you to be able to face and if and if you're just everybody's getting a blue ribbon and you never have to and everything's pass fail and you don't have to get graded and you don't have to meet a deadline, you are not going to be able to function in the world. But this sets the stage for Marxism because it, it basically puts people in, on a path of having to be dependent, of not having to achieve anything on their own, to go into and to work in a union shop somewhere to where nobody and nobody and nobody's pay is based on achievement. Or, you know, it's everybody gets paid the same and, you know, and it's and it's it's destroying our country. And, you know what, you know, I would much rather drive through a neighborhood as like I did when I was a kid and look at somebody's mansion and go, you know what, maybe if I work hard enough, maybe if I bust my butt or something, I can achieve that. And I'm okay if I never do. I would rather live in a in a society to where some people can versus everybody's living a crappy life.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Right? I agree.
3: Wow, I you know, this I think this was probably the most important week I think for topics for me because you you've covered everything from The feminism angle, you know, and how they're you know, how they're going at women to what they're doing in indoctrination into mediocrity, as well as um, racism. You, You brought it all this week, Bob. You outdid yourself. (laughs)
1: Well, thank you. You have a happy new year, girl.
3: Thank you so much. Thank you for ending the year strong. And we're going to keep at it it, it going into 2021 because this is for the kids and for the soul of our country. Thank you, Bob. I'll
1: keep you posted on my new book.
3: Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Happy new year. Bye-bye. Bye Bye now. All right. We come back. We are going to talk Josh Hawley because we got to decide whether or not we're going to keep shopping at Walmart after we hear this story. So stay tuned.
0: sure to follow andrea k on twitter at andrea k show and follow her on facebook and like her fan page at andrea k spelled k-a-y-e andrea k bringing the world a much-needed reality check you're
2: listening to the andrea k show on the answer san diego
3: welcome back to tonight's andrea k show glad to have you guys here with me um, I, one of the things I'm going to talk about on tomorrow night's New Year's Eve show is, you know, maybe the top three things I'm grateful for. we got to keep it positive uh, at closing out this tough year. Don't we, DJ Tiskins?
2: Yeah, we've been through a lot, and uh, I've talked to a couple of guests on my show as well, and we've all come to the same conclusion. If Even if we didn't want 2020 to happen, it did. I think there's some ways that we are stronger as a family, as a people, and we have to look forward and we have to try and make our lives individually and collectively better going forward. We can't just be stuck in the mud.
3: Right. And as a Christian, you know, I try to start my day every day thinking of three things that I'm grateful for today. I think you've got to come from a place of gratitude um, because if... Uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding, acknowledge him in all ways, and he would direct your path. Amen. You know, all of our blessings come from the Lord, and there's still, you know, as a, as, as a Christian, one of the things that I work on for my own growth is that, you know, I I, I don't let my joy be circumstantial, uh, that my joy and, and my peace, uh, you know, can't be... Dependent upon what's going on every day, I get angry uh, over stuff and and with righteous indignation of what's going on with our government. As a Christian, I think it's my duty to fight hard for this nation and what it was founded on. Um, but I'm still am not going to allow anybody to steal my joy, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna always come from a place of gratitude. Um, I will tell you that I, one of the things I'm gonna go ahead and tell y'all tonight is my health. One of the things we, if we are healthy, it's definitely one of the things that we need to be grateful for. And my health is better than ever, and no. Lie because of Balance in Nature, it has changed my life, and I can't say enough about it. And I definitely recommend it to you guys. Go to BalanceinNature.com. Free shipping right now, thirty five percent off. I think it goes even before coronavirus. I did do my flu my flu segments every year. I believe in doing the best that we can. Eating right, I exercise, and I take my Balance in Nature. So I want to say that. I know you were telling me during the break you don't shop at Walmart. I, it, it, I just
2: I, I've never it, it's, it's a little bit too hustle and bustle for me. I mean, people finding deals. I love a deal, but uh, so, uh, Target is more my place.
3: Well, I love Target too, but I, but I like Walmart because they do have good deals. And you know, on um, what do I get at Target? It's got great I, deals. Well, they do have great deals. And um, I was shocked today, like many people were. Josh Holly, by the way. Senator out of Missouri came out today and said that he was going to contest the electors. Saw that. And Walmart immediately on their official Walmart page called him a sore loser. Walmart apologized and said the person made a mistake that they meant to put it on their personal Twitter account as though that somehow makes it okay. you, it, it, you No. Oops. Oops. Josh Holly snapped back at him and said, You owe 74 million Americans an apology, Walmart. All right, tomorrow night's our New Year's Eve show.